Lincoln is in the building. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the All Pro Dads Podcast. I am Damien. You can follow me on Twitter at Dame underscore APD and on Instagram at the same handle at Dame underscore APD. I'm here with my co-host, Tony. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at TV3 underscore APD and on Twitter at TV3 underscore 1122. We appreciate y'all listening. What's up, buddy? Switching up a little bit of here, huh? Yeah. I'm all saying what's up like we didn't just record an episode. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, this is going to be the first, maybe of many, I don't know. We haven't really decided. We might do it, I don't know. Yeah, it's a little bonus episode. This is a... Weird. Go ahead. This is a key key point to the, uh, for this team, you know, for the Broncos. This is yeah. A, this is kind of like a milestone mark, and it's actually the start to their new season. Right. It's yeah. an off season, and but it's the start to a new season for sure. And on this episode, we're going to focus strictly on head coaching candidates because it is Friday the 14th and our general manager, George Payton has already started that hunt at the, excuse me, at the beginning of this week. So big news. John Elway failed with two, well, three, because he hired Vic two. No, 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 no. Sorry. John Elway he? failed with two and this mm-hmm. is George Payton's first. So yeah. hopefully third time the charm. And in the last five years, so you know we've seen in John Elway's tenure, we went through, you know, before John Elway took over, it was Josh, right? Was our coach, right? Yeah. Then you have John Fox, Kubiak come in, which are good then, hires. Then Vance you know. Joseph, and then so this is hopefully for George Payton. You know, we can go more of like the Steelers route, where we get we're able to find the f- coach. Who's a first-tier guy, or he's our next coach for the next... For how many fucking years, yeah, you, know? you know? Yeah, no, I get and, it. Yeah, and that's... I mean, that's every team's dream, and that's every team's dream with the, the quarterback, too, and we're not going to touch on the quarterback a whole lot today, but I do believe that you and I discussed before we did the show that we do want to do some sort of draft special, maybe the night of the draft, so that might be the next bonus episode we push out. Yeah. So so look for that, so... But yeah, this is going to be all Broncos, and it's not going to be... I mean, I don't think it's going to be you know the typical time limit that we do on the full episode but this is something that it's important that we want to do and mm-hmm. we don't want to drag out a real episode with all broncos talk so looks like the broncos have 10 candidates so far and it was supposedly 11 it was reported on twitter that we were going to interview doug peterson the former eagles coach but the broncos team confirmed that that's not true which is fine by me that's just me i have a list of my top three I believe I actually have four because there was a another candidate that came out the day that I was doing my list. I can't remember what day it was. Was it Wednesday that I texted you? I think it was Wednesday. Mm, let me pull it up. I I texted you and said, "Hey, someone just took over my number one spot." To be honest, and he wasn't even on my list because he wasn't a candidate at the time. So he actually took over my my number one. I have four. I believe you have five. Mm-hmm. You're always going the extra fucking mile, and I only told you to do three, but you, I, I don't how many? Ha- I already had my list. How many coaches are we supposed to have? Three, Tony. Oh, well, I did five. Yeah, I already had my list out. Thanks, oh. dick. Yeah. Make sure I don't fucking put an effort on the show or something. Fuck. <laughs> oh, well. All right, well, should we start off with listing the ten that we do have right here in front of us? Yeah, let's go this for is, it. This is per DenverBroncos.com. It, it's quite the list, for sure. Looks like you have Eric Bieniemy, Chiefs Offensive Coordinator. Brian Callahan, Bengals offensive coordinator, Jonathan Gannon, Eagles defensive coordinator, Luke Getze, Packers quarterbacks coach slash passing game coordinator, Aaron Glenn, Lions defensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett, Packers offensive coordinator, Gerard Mayo, Patriots inside linebackers coach, Kellen Moore, Cowboys offensive coordinator, Kevin O'Connell, Rams offensive coordinator, and Dan Quinn, Cowboys defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a hefty list right there, it's man. It's quite the list. Yeah. There's a couple names that were kind of like, what? You know, a little surprised. Like, I would say Gerard Mayo was a little surprising. Mm-hmm. Aaron Glenn, who we actually interviewed today, was for sure. Yesterday. Was it yesterday? Yesterday. Okay. 
yesterday, Thursday the 13th. Yeah. That was a big surprise for me. I mean, I yeah, I wasn't expecting anything like that at all. And I think Jonathan Gannon, who was actually one of the first listed candidates yeah. to be requested to be interviewed, was another surprise, too. Mm-hmm. I would say the Luke Getzey one, too. Okay. That they're going more under the OC and looking more at Luke. A who is, is a, a who's position. a position yeah. and the passing game coordinator, which it can happen, you know. But yeah, yeah so okay. But I want to I want to point out something interesting real quick. Out of these ten candidates, Chiefs playoffs, Bengals playoffs, Eagles playoffs, Packers playoffs, Lions no, mm-hmm. Packers again playoffs, Patriots playoffs, Cowboys playoffs. Rams playoffs and Cowboys again playoffs. Mm-hmm. That's uh like I said, that's a real hefty list right there, which is what I like to see. It is, and the fact that you're going after the winning teams' coaches is, yeah, it's different. You know, like when we hired Vance out of Miami, they weren't very good. Yeah. When we hired Vic out of Chicago, they weren't very good. When we hired Pat Shermer off off the Giants, he was just a head coach, and when I think two and fourteen that year, which is mm, absolutely just fucking fired, terrible. Yeah. And that's a big thing for me, and I'm not trying to sound cocky because I didn't do deep dives as much as I do now mm-hmm. back in you know, the last few years. But every time we hired a new head coach or a new OC, that was the first thing I looked at. What was their record at the previous team they were at? You know, was it good? Was it bad? Like when we hired Shermer, I said, this isn't going to fucking go good. When we hired Vic, the, Bear, the Bears weren't terrible. They were a middle-of-the-pack team. And, and his, his defense, defense was, was performing, yeah. But I, I said, I don't think this is going to work out. And then I looked at Vance Joseph, and that was when Miami was completely irrelevant. And it was only his and, first year as the D.C. there, too. Right, and I was like, okay, I don't like this out at all either. You know, mm-hmm. that's a... Kind of like in our first episode that we did, I said when you draft a guy, you don't really pay attention to who he plays, just where he played. And I feel like when you hire a coach, a lot of GMs don't look at the record versus the team he was or, on. Or, the or, team or his position, I should say. And who he's currently with right, is is big, yeah. too. Is Which is what you're seeing from this list, is you're seeing the guys that are in the playoffs. So you're, it's clearly, you know, George Payton's looking at the successful teams and saying... What do these guys have? And I think that's why the interview process is going to be so crucial. Yeah. And another thing, I don't think we're going to get into too much detail because I'm going to be honest, I haven't done enough research to be fully educated on it, is the ownership situation. I know that there's six total groups that are bidding. I know that John Elway's in one, Peyton Manning's in the other, but obviously there's... What? They're each in two. Oh, they are? Okay, so they're they're in four out of the six total. So. And, you know, the whole debate this year or this this week is who do you want to run the Broncos? You have to understand that, yeah, John Elway and Peyton Manning, if, if one of their groups does get selected to own the team, obviously they don't have $4 billion to upfront mm-hmm. to buy the team. But they're going to have people that are behind them that may want to stick their nose in everything that happens. So just because they're in those groups doesn't mean that they're going to have stake and soul decision-making over this team, which I think is crucial. And I do know that for a fact. But, I mean, it also could be an owner who just wants the Broncos as a side piece and play money mm-hmm. and an investment, and they say, yeah, you know what, I'm here just to collect a check. Go ahead and do what you got to do. Also, this the head coach will be decided before the ownership thing and, is going to be and decided what I was, too. So. Yeah, and what I was kind of leading into that is the new owner could come in and completely can – any of these guys if he really wanted to including george payton himself too correct yeah and i mean if he has the money to buy a four billion dollar team he has enough money to buy out a couple 30 million dollar contracts yeah so so that's a that's a crucial part too that i don't think a lot of people are considering and i think that's that's where i don't like big denver media reporting these things because it makes it look like john elway and peyton manning are are buying the group or buying the team themselves and that's why I said we want to give the casual fan a deeper dive into stuff to where the casual fan needs to understand, hey, these guys are just one of only God knows how many people in this certain bidding group, and that's why their name is being thrown around in the media so heavily. Mm-hmm. So, But, yeah, leading into it, the owner, the new owner can come in and can any one of these guys. Yeah. So, And I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's kind of unrealistic, but it's there's definitely a possibility mm-hmm. that, of it happening. So. I don't know if you did this, but I kind of listed the attributes of what I want in a head coach. Did you do that as well? No, I but can, I, I'd yeah. know him off the top of my head. Yeah, off yeah, the top of your head, I figured. Do you want to start or you want me to go? Uh, you could go. 
Okay, so I might get a lot of pushback for this, but the trend of the league is a young offensive-minded guy, right? So what I'm looking for on my notes, I put a facelift, which is a young guy. Nobody wants to hire a seven-year-old old hag. You know, I mean, it's a literal facelift. I think James Merrillat said it this week, you know, when when a team's trying to sell tickets, which the Denver Broncos don't need to, who do they put on the billboards? The quarterback, maybe another star player, and the coach, typically. You know, we don't have that problem here, so that's a good thing. But I want a facelift, so I want a young guy. And I want a guy who's going to lead over all phases of the game to some extent. Even if he's an offensive-minded guy, I want him to go lead the defense, and I want him to go lead the special teams, and I just want him to be a leader. You know, he doesn't he doesn't have to coach special teams and defense all the time, but if he's offensive-minded, I want him I want him to be able to say, hey, defense had a shitty fucking series just now, and they, they let up a, a nine-play, eight-minute drive that ended in a touchdown, or they let a two-play, you know, 45-second drive end in a touchdown. I'm going to go talk to him real quick. You know, my OC... Go call the first three, three or far, 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 three, three, four or five, real quick. You know, please. That's that's what I want in a guy. His his ability to leave the game for a couple minutes if he has to, and go be a coach, which is what his title is. And then I another the last thing on my list was he needs to be ready to implement a winning culture with a new owner and George Payton. And what I mean by winning culture is what it is. Be ready. Let's let's win. Let's mm-hmm. become the franchise that we've been known for the last how many years versus this fucking stick in the mud that we've been for the last five. So those are my qualities. Mm-hmm. Facelift, be a leader in all phases. I would like him to be offensive-minded and be ready to implement a new culture. I want a guy who's going to coach for his job for 15 years versus... The last game of the three. season. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Versus um, 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, that was a good little... A little dad pun there, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, buddy. Uh, mine's my qualities. Okay. Age doesn't really matter. Okay. You see Sean McVay having success. You see Andy Reid having success. Pete Carroll, you know, doesn't really bother me. Um, I want a head coach. Okay. The last hire, we hired a DC as our head coach. And he was a DC. He was, yeah, he had the title head coach, but he was the DC. We saw the same thing with Vance, you know. But main thing, start head coach has to lead the team. Want another guy who is, or not another guy, but a guy who is also high energy, you know. You hear Vic talk. It was so boring. Yeah, for so sure. So boring. You hear Vic talk, and it was monotone. He would make jokes, but. Wasn't really vested. Our, da- our yeah. dad jokes are funnier. Yeah, you know with the you know? with the gut slap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. So, a guy that's gonna, like you said, he maybe he is a minded in one way. Maybe it's an offensive minded. Maybe it's defensive minded. But a guy who can overlook the whole the team as a whole and be a coach and be a coach, not so a coordinator. That's, that's another thing. I already said that. Be the head coach. High energy. Age doesn't matter. Some experience, I, I would like. You know, doesn't have to be a head coach at the NFL level, but you know, let's show you have experience leading people, leading so, these guys, and somebody that can hold the room that the team can believe in, in a way. Yeah. Because if they have somebody up there who's talking like a Josh McDaniels type, and he's trying to be Bill Belichick, you know, have your own identity. Don't be. If you're a coordinator, don't be the head coach you used to work for. You know, be okay. yourself. Have an identity. So those are my main main well, three. I think you kind of contradict yourself there because you said if you're a coordinator, but you're also looking for a guy with experience. Are you looking for a guy with head no, coaching experience? No, it doesn't have to be head coaching. Like I said, it, the, he just has to be show that he can be like lead a team. Okay, I'm so not like looking you said for, head for Vance, he was a first-year DC and then got yeah. a head coaching job right yeah, off the rip. I want you somebody, want somebody who's, who's a, a DC little, for a couple of years. Yeah, or, okay. Dipped his toes in a little bit of everything, or okay, you know, yeah, just that, that makes shows sense. his coaching experience. I should say, okay, doesn't have to be a head coach, doesn't have to be, you know. But I don't want a guy who's fresh in the league, jumps in, and that might knock a couple of these candidates off. 
that are the Broncos have on their list right now. Yeah. But like a Gerard Mayo. He's only been yeah. an inside linebackers coach for a few years. Yeah, you got the guy that Aaron Glenn first year DC. Yeah. Okay. Know? So I think that's a good that's a good attribute to have too. Oh, yeah. Because so, it's gonna we want what we want what leads to success, you know? Yeah. So be a head coach, high energy guy, and have an identity. Okay. Yeah. Age doesn't matter. Age don't matter. Whatever side of the ball doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay, so we, we kind of disagree a little bit, but we can agree to disagree. I, I like those points. I mean, mm-hmm. they're good. I think the the only one I would really disagree with is the side of the ball one. I just, I don't know. I'm just sick of, I mean, football is entertainment. Pro sports are entertainment. I want something that's going to entertain me. I don't want it to be a fucking snooze fest the entire game. I just want wins. And I get it, but. <laughs> I, I don't care how we get I mean, you got to admit, the last year that Peyton was here, I mean, that was a fucking snooze fest. Yeah, you know? but we won the Super Bowl. No, I so, know, and, so, I, and I get it, but I'm just saying, why can't we be a KC? Why can't we be in LA? Why can't we be a Buffalo? Why can't we be, I mean, Christ, why can't Tom we Brady be is fucking entertaining. the Denver Broncos and have our identity? <laughs> why can't we be the next of the next? Was KC, yeah. did KC get to their level because they were mimicking other people, or did they become KC because they're KC? They became KC because they're And then KC. Buffalo is Buffalo because they're Buffalo. You know, mm. I... You, they yeah. have a quarterback who's different. Tennessee is Tennessee because they're Tennessee. We harped on this in our very first podcast: is let's have it, have an identity, let's establish our identity, and that is the biggest thing. Another thing to add on is I feel like the candidate has to have a plan at the quarterback position. Yeah, and I guarantee that's one so, of the questions. That's probably the first fucking question yeah. GP's asking in those interviews. But he, I mean, he has to have a plan too. No, yeah, but I think that's where he has to come in and work with the head coach. We've yeah. we've seen it happen where, you know, John Elway liked to call the shots. You know, when he hired Vance, it was okay, but I get to pick your staff. Yeah, and then he drafted Paxton Lynch. Yeah, and I get to pick who he drafted Paxton Lynch over Kubiak. Who Kubiak didn't want Lynch. I think I think Vance didn't really get a, a fair shot no, here. Not and at that's all. just me. Yeah, I mean, no. a lot of people can he give me no, backlash he had for no it. Say. But. No. There was no roster built for him to... He had no ex- balls. To, yeah. He just said, okay, it's my first job. I'm going to take it. Exactly. Which, you know, hopefully he gets a shot at this next round. He does have a couple interviews. You know, yeah. Do you know what teams? Him. I was just going to say that. I can't think off the top of my head. Not off the top of my head. I believe Miami is one of them, though. Okay, yeah. I did see Miami. I didn't know he had more requests, though. But rumor has it there's... Miami already more. has their guy because they also are interviewing Bill O'Brien and... Yeah, it just shows a, a franchise that's pretty yeah. messed up, too. Yeah, for sure. Makes sense. All right, well, do you want to get into the list? You have five, I have four. Yeah. I could, we'll I could start st- my lift. Start my, off with my lift. your lift? My your lift. lift? Yeah. Well, Botox? My first two guys aren't necessarily... No, let's, let's start bottom of the barrel. Bottom barrel. Yeah, I think, I think um, we do number ones last. Oof. Well, that's the problem with my list is, I've, my, like I told you before, my ones... Probably be one A and one B, and now that I was looking at it, I was thinking about it today in the truck. I was going the, through route in the trap truck. Yeah, and truck. honestly, I'd be happy with. It's like one A B C. You know, I'm happy with my list. If I get any one of these guys, I'd be pretty stoked. Okay, we'll start so, from one E. I'm gonna just go from the. Yeah, we'll go with Nathaniel Hackett. Is on the list. He Kev- would technically be your fifth. Not necessarily, but it's, it's Kevin. Do you o- understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Yeah, that, uh, are you understanding mine? It's a list, but not. I understand. I kind of just, you know, I understand. Oh, I don't I'm have a punch you right in the fucking face. To me, they're all an equal level. Oh, okay, well, hypothetically, so, if you had to go with a five four, I mean, I guess you could could say in the way I wrote them down. Yeah, Kevin O'Connell's probably on the list at the bottom. So Kevin O'Connell, Eric Bieniemy, Dan Quinn. Doug Peterson and Nathaniel Hackett. And I said Nathaniel Hackett twice because I started with him and then I went Kevin O'Connell. So Nathaniel Hackett would be your one. No, he's my. F- uh, he was the last name I wrote down, but it was also the way I was doing mine. Oh, you're stuff. so you're so confusing. So you're not going. I don't have a one, two, three, four. It's five. just any of those. It's, guys. it's a list. Those are my favorite ones that are, you know, besides Doug Peterson, who was confirmed that he was and then confirmed that he wasn't. But when I deep dove into what his background was, God, it made me like him as a coach that much more. For All sure. Right. Well, I did mine as a five four three two one. Okay. It's actually a four three two one. 
And I think mine might kind of throw you for a loop. My number four is going to be Nathaniel Hackett. Number three is going to be Kellen Moore. Number two is going to be Kevin O'Connell. And my number one is going to be Brian Callahan. Oh, yeah. It's expected. I can see it. Yeah. Brian Callahan, he does have a background here. Yeah. Denver guy. He survived the Josh McDaniel staff, which was when he was brought in. Right. You also have him not only being a part of that staff, you know, Josh gets canned, you know. His name's Hurricane Josh. Mm-hmm. Kind of wrecked the Broncos. Yeah. Then he survives John Fox. John Fox leaves. He's here for Kubiak. He's part of the Super Bowl team. Peyton Manning likes him, you know. Could Quite, be a full yeah. circle. Could so, be. so, yeah, he, like you said, he started in here in 2010 as a coaching assistant, and that's all he was. And then he kind of got bumped to offensive quality control mm-hmm. in that same year, kind of. And then, no, sorry, that was 2011 to 2012. He was quality control. And then in 2013 through 15, he was an offensive assistant. And then he ended up going to Detroit for a year, 2016 to 2017, as a quarterback's coach. 2018 to 2019, he was a quarterback's coach in Oakland. And then 2019 to present, he has been the Cincinnati offensive coordinator. And what stuck out to me was, He's coached Stafford as a quarterback's coach. Mm-hmm. He's coached Carr as a quarterback's coach. And he's coached Burrow. He won Super Bowl 50 with Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was there for, the, I don't know how much he was around Peyton coaching-wise and stuff because he was only, you know, quality control and an assistant. Mm-hmm. But he was around it, and he knows. You asked me, he's 4-for-4 four four on good <clears throat> quarterbacks. Obviously, he's not saying, hey, go draft this guy, but he's 4-for-4 four four on his environment and what he's done. And his Cincinnati offense was... It was it was okay last year until Joe got hurt, and then obviously they didn't make a playoff run, and this year they did. They had 52 touchdowns, 6,145 total yards, and 4,400 of those were passing. 1,742 was rushing. They had a 40% third down conversion percentage, 82 of 207, mm-hmm. and they had an average of 20 first downs per game. And that, that would be my number one just because one – his ties, two is young, three is offensive mind. He fits all my what I want, you know. And I feel like he would have a good plan at quarterback and he probably is looking at these guys in college, knowing he's potentially gonna get a head coaching job and saying, Are these guys it this year? Or should I you know, should I suggest to my GM and my owner, who we don't have yet, but let's go get Aaron or Wilson or whoever, which mm. I'm gonna be honest, I don't know if you can even count those two in anymore. I think Aaron's gonna stay and Russell, mm, I don't know. It's a Another thing I didn't mention to you in the last podcast, you know, go back and listen to that before you listen to this one. But uh, Mike Kliss came out and said if they can't land Rodgers or Wilson, that the next two quarterbacks would be Jimmy G and Ugh. Kirk Cousins. Oh, my God. Which would both be upgrades at this position, mm. if you're asking me. But, yeah, it was just a food for thought. Um, the only <laughs> the only thing that kept Callahan off my list was he was so one-sided. Offensively. Offensively. And then I did listen to some, you know, Bengals podcast, you know, when the Broncos had that, that Bengals matchup. Yeah. And it is clearly obvious that that is Zach Taylor's offense. And yeah. he is the, the OC. Like he calls the play, so I'm not sure how much bright like how much Callahan has in that in those statistics in the say. yeah so well, I, I know he's there and he's learning the scheme which is you know it's clearly working I mean it just depends on how much he soaks up and how he yeah. implements it and if he's gonna be for me the identity thing is he gonna have his identity and this is what I liked of Zach's this is what I didn't like this is how I'm gonna do it this right. is how he did it or which is he gonna come here okay and be like I am Zach 2.0 yeah, I mean, I'd be okay with either one of those. To be honest, Zach Taylor runs a great offense, so and he has young weapons just like we do, and he has a quarterback like we do. Well, we don't, but you know, if we do get a quarterback, so no, oh, yeah. So yeah, Brian Callahan's my number one, and <clears throat> I'm gonna hammer that till we find a head coach. And then my number two is Kevin O'Connell. He mm-hmm. was or wasn't on your list. He's on my list. Okay, let's take a deep dive into him real quick. All right, so what I have for Kevin O'Connell, former NFL quarterback. 
Yeah. Um, Not the greatest by any means. No, yeah. He was drafted, I think it was like fifth round by the Patriots, something like that. Yes, it was fifth round by New England. He, uh, Browns quarterbacks coach in 2015. Mm -hmm. San Francisco 49ers special projects, 2016. What, What is special projects? It's just something. I think they just see a guy who has potential and they're just like, you know, whatever we need, basically where we want you to help solely. out. Yeah. Okay. Let's, this is where you're going to help us out where we feel your mind's necessary. Yeah. They see a, a quality that he has. Then he goes, he's the quarterback's coach to passing. He was the quarterback's coach. Then he was moved to the passing coordinator and then was promoted to the OC. And this was all with his time in Washington mm-hmm. in 27 and 2019. Mm-hmm. I went and I found some, Washington, that was when they were the Redskins, so Washington football teams. You know, they had 106.3 the fan, and I went and found a video of when he was promoted to mm-hmm. OC, and they were comparing this guy to a McVay, LaFleur, Zach Taylor type of guy. And this was back in, you know, 2019 when he was promoted. Right. And then he goes on yeah. in then, 2020 to be the Rams OC mm-hmm. last year. And, and then... So, he was going to get promoted to an, the OC of, or not, well, I didn't say it was promoted, but it was like a promotion because he was going to call plays in Los Angeles with the Chargers, and Sean McVay blocked it. Right. They so, blocked the hiring process for yeah. him so he could have him for another year. And the Rams 2021 offense, they had 39 touchdowns. That's not right. Maybe passing touchdowns. I don't know why I messed that up. All right, well, I don't have their touchdowns. But they had 6,032 total yards, passing 4,014. 2018 were rushing, 43% third down conversion, 98 of 226 on the season, and they averaged 20 first downs per game, mm-hmm. which is pretty goddamn impressive. Oh, Brian Callahan, by the way, is 37, and Kevin O'Connell is 36. Okay. So two young guys. Young guys, yeah. Yeah, and I think it kind of goes to the Brian Callahan thing. Obviously, McVeigh has a big say in play calling there mm. versus him. I don't know how much O'Connell's really involved in it or how much he is or isn't. A fun fact, McVeigh gave all play calling in the preseason to O'Connell. So if okay. you want to go and see how he calls plays, go watch a couple of those. Um, okay, you know, and actually I lied. I did hear on 104.3 The Fan he does station out here in Denver. Yeah, he gets the first 15 scripted yeah. for sure. And, and then after that, it's kind of McVay. mostly McVeigh yeah. with, a, I'm sure, a sprinkle of him here and there. So, hmm. But I think it's one of those situations where, like I said, in my qualities, McVeigh can turn his back, go talk to the defense, chew their ass out, whatever he has to do, and say, hey, Kevin, call these next few plays until I'm back. Hmm. You know what I mean? So that's my number two. Yeah, he was lower on my list, I guess you you would say. He was, like, fourth, right above Hackett. Um, but you see a guy, and what I liked of, about him and why he made the list over, per se, a Callahan, is the coach he's coaching under is a McVay because McVay is seeing everything. He oversees everything. Over yeah. This guy, when he got his – it was his first year as a head coach, and he had a coach that was designated – to pull him back yeah. on the sideline. So, so did, did you watch the national championship game? Yeah. Did you notice that both coaches have that now? And like that's mm-hmm. kind of a more popular yeah. like coach to have. Yeah. You don't know how many times I would seek. We got a fight in the Avs game. Sorry, we are also watching the Avs game against the Coyotes live. That was a fight. Okay, go ahead. Um, you would also, like at the high school level, you see it all the time. And it is a flag. It is a 15-yard penalty. And I didn't know that because it's until a, I it's saw supposed that. to be – open that spaces for the ref to be running up and down um the field so it just the coach he's learning from and you know hoping he's not you know he still has his own identity yeah biggest thing but But is that is that a big red flag for you if a coach does bring in another team's identity if they're a successful team like the rams it just depends i mean when we signed or when we hired mcdaniels he's coming from a successful team with the patriots and true true you know, so okay. it just depends on what identity you're trying to to hold yourself with, you know? Yeah, makes sense. I right. also do think, like, Kevin O'Connell will do that. 
essentially. Yeah, I think he's learning from the right guy. But also, he has, with the quarterback's coach and O'Connell being, you know, from the same McVay tree, I think he already has who he, in mind who his OC can be and probably be bringing him from L.A. with him as a promotion. If McVay allows it. Well, if it's an upgrade in position, the quarterback's coach can move and so can O'Connell. Well, that's another thing we didn't really consider either, too, is who these guys are going to bring in. No, yeah. So, so he already has a connection and, to another guy who's the same scheme, same everything. And that's why this head coaching hire could happen very soon. Yeah. I mean, we're talking potentially during playoffs in the in the NFL. So, Yeah, and both these guys are pretty high energy. I mean, or Kevin O'Connell's pretty high, high energy. And then I don't know if you heard, but uh, him and... The quarterback's coach gets Getsy, yeah. right? Um, is that how you pronounce is it? Is he on the list? Yeah, or? yeah, he was there. Let me see, because they interviewed Getsy today. Yeah, Getsy. So Luke Getsy and uh, O'Connell, they joked about doing their interview process with the Broncos because they're both, you know, requested, mm-hmm. like uh, like step brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, that could be a thing of yeah. saying, hey, I'm not really taking this very seriously. Yeah, but I mean, it's, I also, read in, it's also the media, much. so yeah, I think I it's just a good it. snippet that they're, yeah. you know? I don't want to read into that too much, so. That's they're clearly, uh, you know, Getzy's today, O'Connell's tomorrow, because O'Connell was interviewing for the Jags. So there's another team who wants, you know, who is interested in O'Connell, so. Yeah, and I believe, since it is playoff time, and we have a lot of coaches that are in the playoffs, I believe the Broncos are going to go to those guys because it's hard to get over here. You know, it's playoff week. No, yeah. So, so yeah, I believe that Broncos are going there. No, Good yeah, for, and I think, I think the reason they're doing Green Bay first is because they have the first round by. Correct. The other teams they that can't is. interview until after the first round. Yes, and that's what the NFL rule is. All right, you want to go to my number three? Yeah. Kellen Moore was he on your list? No, no, he no. wasn't. No. Why? What did he do with the? Cowboys last year uh, had one of the most high power offenses in the, last, NFL. the year before when Dak was hurt. He didn't have a quarterback, but Dak was hurt. He didn't have a quarterback. And then so Dak comes back and, you know, then we can say Vangio is that because we didn't have a quarterback. We could say all these other guys aren't succeeding because they don't have a quarterback. I fucking hate when you're right. You know, you know I don't <sighs> know. I just, I don't see a guy that I'm, too thrilled with now if he went out there last year and you can't say he didn't have a quarterback because they went and got him Andy Dalton who did show some success at the beginning of his career you know he had a little bit of success success in Chicago this year too yeah so I think he's number three on my list because of the qualities that he fits to what I want in a quarterback the young guy offensive minded and yeah yeah so he was the Lions QB from 2012 to 2014 Dallas quarterback from 2015 to 2017 and then he retired and was hired as the quarterback's coach in Dallas in 2018. And then after that year, he was promoted to the OC 2019 to present. And the Dallas offense last year, with a good quarterback, assuming we have one, 64 total touchdowns, 6,919 total yards, 4,800 passing yards, 2,119 rushing yards, 43% third down conversion, 99 of 28, and 22 first downs per game on average. But Vic Fangio's defense also shut them the fuck down. Yeah. I Like I said, I, he's on my list because of the qualities and what I want in a quarterback. Or in a, gosh, I keep saying quarterback. In a head coach. Mm-hmm. And I think when, I think as any competitive person, athlete, or coach, when you get that little taste of success, of success yeah. you know what it takes to be successful. And I think, I mean, obviously the Cowboys, you know, they're the, the lap, not the, the, they're the butt of the joke of every NFL joke because they're the Cowboys. But I mean, the stats are there to show it. And I mean, you can't tell me he's an unsuccessful OC. No, yeah. I mean, back to the Josh McDaniels hire, though. Successful OC hired him and just didn't work out, in my opinion. Um, also, what gets me is, hasn't been in the coaching for that long. I mean, he's been an OC for, what, a year? And then can't say he was really a winning. Kellen Moore in Dallas? Yeah. 2019, 2020, and this year, so three. Yeah. 
So as long as McCarthy's been there, right? No, he had Jason Garrett for one year. Okay, so he, sur- he survived the staff, McCar- which is, I guess, a McCarthy, positive. McCarthy was, was last there year. last year for so. his first year. So. so two years under McCarthy. Yeah. One year under Garrett. And then the... The quarterback thing is concerning to you. Yeah, with the Lions. It was, I mean, you played for the Lions. Do you really know winning? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you know winning? No, for sure. I mean, but the fact that he is with the Cowboys, and he did survive a, a coaching fire, which is always a positive. You know, I just said that with Callahan. Like, that's really good because people don't like Josh. I've said it already multiple times in this. He was one of the worst coaches in our... Right. Then he's a great OC. He's a great offensive mind. God, Francel was just standing on his head, huh? Mm-hmm. Jesus. Good penalty kill, Abs. Like we said in the last episode, it's been our Achilles heel. Uh, But, yeah, they... I just... I haven't seen enough because they really hit a rough patch on offense after the Broncos beat them. Their offense wasn't there. Dak was also a little banged up, so that could play factor in it. Yeah, and I guess now, you know, now thinking about it now that you brought it up, not having a quarterback is a pretty big red flag. But, I mean, this is a podcast. It's all going to be on record, so I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, I'm taking him off my list. I'll, I'll yeah. stand with him at number three, and I'll be true to what I my opinion, you know. And he's going to be on a lot of people's list because of the numbers, you know. They are, and like you said, they face. are successful. He is yeah. a young face. Did we just score? No. No. Okay. They just killed. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, it's a penalty on Arizona, I believe. It's all, it's all Broncos episode. <laughs> all right. Well, my number four is your number one. If you had a number one. Nathaniel. He's my number five. But, yeah, he's bottom he's of my list. Five. Yeah, I just said his name twice. Cause I oh, back okay, down. okay. Yeah. Well, he's, he's bottom of my list, and he actually – this. Call me crazy for it. Like I said, I'll probably get backlash. He was my number one until I saw that Callahan was going to start interviewing. Oh, and Kellen Moore is only 33, too, by the way. Oh, yeah. So. Really young. Yeah. But Nathaniel Hackett was my number one, and I saw that Callahan was requested literally an hour before I started. As I was making my list, I wanted to make sure I had an updated list, and I saw that he was requested to interview, Mm -hmm. and he ended up moving to my number one spot. But Nathaniel Hackett. Green Bay OC, 42 years old, and my God, is this resume fucking long. That's what I'm saying. I did that. <laughs> it was good to see for me, though. I loved it in my qualities. Uh, yeah, for sure. So he, he could easily. That's This was the guy who he, because he was the last guy I did my research for. Uh-huh. And I would ultimately say he was the guy that messed up my list to where it's so confusing to where I don't have a number one guy. Okay. Because he could easily be my number one. And man, this list is this list is it. And it, he, he has it. the energy. He has he's Yeah. You know, whoever gets him, if we do land him, I would love it. Whoever does get him, they're gonna have quite the coach. For sure. The only thing that I see that with the resume is he's you can't you you can't say a journeyman because he's had different positions. Mm-hmm. But he's almost like a journeyman. And he's like, is there a reason that he left ABC team? Or, I mean, did he just get better job offers? Did he think it was a better situation? Or is he truly a journeyman? And that's my concern. I mean, there's guys who've been around the league who are very successful, but there's also been guys who have been around the league for a reason. Um, I want, You know, like we walked through the other guys, I'll walk through it here. He did start coaching um, UC Davis assistant, who's a linebackers coach in 2013, or 2003. Yep. Then the Stanford assistant coach, offensive slash defensive assistant to the coordinators. Yeah. 2003 to 2004. Then the Stanford specialist slash recruiting coordinator in 2005. Then he gets a promotion to the big leagues, goes to the NFL. Tampa Bay offensive quality control from 06 to 07. Which is just basically overlooking. Not overlooking because you're still under people, but he, it's exactly what it is. Yeah. You're controlling he's the, like the quality a, of the offense. You yeah. Know? He's a, Maybe a like an assistant to the OC or, or yeah. gives his input his every once cents. in a while. Yeah. Then he I'm, wouldn't yeah. be surprised if he was there was just a coaching change of some sort when he goes from Tampa Bay to the Bills because it's the same position, 2008 to 2009. Then from there, he goes to Syracuse, back to the college levels. 
is the pass game coordinator for the and then the quarterbacks and tight end coach in 2010. 2011-2012, he's the Syracuse OC quarterbacks coach and tight ends coach. Which, let me kind of cut you off there. Sometimes it's a good thing when people go from the NFL to college, especially mm-hmm. if it's not NFL head coach to college head coach, because that's kind of a red flag. Mm-hmm. But he went NFL coordinator and stuff from co- college to NFL and then back to college and it, yeah, in and these it's, positions. It's so, not like he was a coordinator or a, considered a coach in the NFL. He went back down and was a became a coach, became yeah. the quarterback's tight end coach in 2010, and then the Right, OC quarterbacks tight end coach in just a year of being there at Syracuse. Right, and then in 2011-2012, after that he gets a promotion to the Bills OC in 2013-2014. From there he goes to Jags. He's their quarterbacks coach in 2015-2016. Then promoted to OC in 2016 to 2018, which he was up there a part of the playoff run. Yeah, the 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 one play away from the Jags for the Jags. Yeah. With Blake Bortles as his quarterback, who yeah. I couldn't even tell you where he's at now. I know he had a couple practice I think squad he's out. this year, but yeah. And then I think they led the league in rushing that year too, right? Um, if I could, I couldn't tell you that off the top of my head, but it's I believe yes, that's what yes, it was. Yes, yes, they yes, led they the league in rushing. Yes, they did. Yeah. They did. They did. They and did. then currently, you know, Green Bay's OC from 2019 until now. Yeah. And the 2020 Green Bay offense. I don't know why I didn't pull their 2021 stats. I don't. Oh, it's because last year was last year Rogers, was Rogers MVP, MVP and, it, and and he is up for it again. Yeah, and they were first in points per, per game at thirty one point eight, sixty six total touchdowns. They had a red zone touchdown percentage of eighty percent. No, yeah, in the red zone. You also and have, yeah. They converted forty nine point four percent of their third downs, which is almost one every two, and they controlled the games with thirty two minutes and twenty nine seconds of top. Mm-hmm. I didn't get the yards. Don't know why I didn't do that. That was pretty stupid. I think it was because he was number one on my list, and I didn't yeah. know what I wanted to look for in stats wise. But mm-hmm. so yeah, also, he could he could make a very heavy case. What's hard for the only thing that knocks Hackett for me was when I looked at the quarterback situation that they have in Green Bay. Is you got Aaron Rodgers, and then you pair that up with Devontae Adams. There's going to be success. Yeah, there's. You, you can't tell me you're not going to have success, especially in the red zone. And how much control over that offense does he really have versus Aaron with, Rodgers? With LaFleur, yeah. With LaFleur, too. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of it's a little concerning, and I think that's where I go back to the journeyman thing of how how much control, you know? Yeah. And how, and it goes back to Callahan and, and O'Connell and Kellen Moore of how much are they soaking up. But like, that's, that's a big thing Like we pointed out, though, he was – as he was moving teams, he was also promoting at the same time. Yeah, for sure. Besides the last three where it's OC to OC to OC. But, you know, there's only 32 head coaching jobs. so. Yeah, and he's only 42. You could debate it's young. You could debate it's old. Mm-hmm. I think it's on the younger side of the scale. No, yeah, especially for an NFL coach. Right. So. so. He's definitely up there, though. Yeah, and then the other thing was he was a quarterback's coach, and you don't see – Jordan Love being that developed. And some can say it's because Jordan Love hasn't got the in-game play, but... You could debate that, and you could... All, Jordan Love might not be a good learner. Yeah. It could be it, too. He might We've not had be a year, good yeah. learner. You know? Jimmy G, I would say, soaked up a decent amount from Tom. Yeah. So he's a good learner. Jordan Love Jordan Love might not be a, a good learner. Yeah. That's all, that's all that could be. We just don't know, you know. You don't know until you're on the field and you're in the organization. Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing with big Denver media out here, which is what we're trying to avoid is unless you're in the Broncos, you're not in those other organizational yeah. situations, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't know if Flores had to say, hey, Hackett, I need you to go chew Jordan Love's ass out for not doing this. Mm-hmm. You know? Or if it's – you just don't know. It's Yeah, if LaFleur's all say and – this is my my team, and I run. Right. My, this is my offense, and I run it. And and you got to deal with it. Yeah, just sit back and. Yeah, you don't know. Yeah, when I did look, I couldn't see. I couldn't find anything of him calling plays or. Yeah. Like how I found for you know the, the other guys. Yeah, it just wasn't. Yeah. Spoke of. Well, that's my four. 
And you had five, and I believe was I've, Dan Quinn. Dan there? Quinn's on my list, and so is Eric Bieniemy. And then at the top was a Doug Peterson, which you don't have any interest in at all. Right. He was on my list when I saw the tweet, and I was like, "Yeah, it's not a guy I wouldn't mind having." Okay. Um, well, let's, let's kind of avoid him for now until that gets confirmation. Maybe we can throw that on. I'll throw it on last. And yeah. Because if you want to go and do your own research on the guy. Like I did. Because the first thing I was looking at is he's already won a Super Bowl. That's why he really made the list. Don't want to not have a guy that, you know, let's deep dive and figure out why he lost his job type deal. But we can talk about him last. Okay. We'll go ahead and take it away with the other ones. And Biennemi, for the record, was going to be on my list. Yeah. And it was really between him and Kellen Moore. So would you say he would be your fifth? A hundred percent, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So we'll do that. Eric Biennemi. You really probably could... You could slide him in for that four spot between him and Hackett, man. Yeah. It's just a matter of how much is he soaking up. Andy Reid has a lot of control over that offense. There's also been the last few years, there's reasons that he hasn't been hired by teams. And I think it's more of an underlining, and I'm not going to lie, I think it's a legal issue. Some, I've heard multiple different things. I heard it's his anger management. You know, he did have a yeah. DB in Boulder when he was a player. Yeah, um, so I don't, I don't know what the... But he's had chances to be hired, and he hasn't been, so that's kind of a red flag for me. Yeah. So Some but, people are saying it's the the legal issues, and a guy, you know, we do listen to a lot of media, or, like, sports talk. So, 104.3 The Fan, Chad Brown was saying it is the race, too, for a lot of these people that are trying to hire, hmm. which threw me for a loop because they have the Rooney rule. But then after seeing, like, you actually, I don't know. He had, good, he had good points. That Mike Tomlin's the only black head coach. Yeah, there's one left, so. Yeah. Jeez, I don't, mean, geez, don't make it sound. That's what they said. <laughs> that's just what it was. That's what the, I mean, I'm just no, yeah. putting it out there. There's, you know, after, who is it? Uh, Coley and Flores are fired. Right. So. It's kind of like, what the fuck? And Mike Tomlin wasn't even up for, like, when you go back to when he got hired, he wasn't even a candidate. He won the interview process, and that's why he got the job. Yeah. So. All right. Um, well, Quinn Peterson and Biennemi aren't on my list, so I'll kind of let you lead this one with yeah, so the research and stuff. Eric Biennemi, uh, CU running backs coach, 2001 to 2002. UCLA running back coach, 2003 to 2005. Vikings running backs coach, 2006 to 2009. That was when Adrian Peterson was there as well. So, you know, how much did he help his growth? Or was... Everybody knows Adrian Peterson's one of the best running backs to step on the field. Then he gets promoted. He's the Vikings assistant head coach in 2010, which I thought was a weird job title, and that's what it was. He wasn't like a wasn't listed as like a coordinator or anything, but he was an assistant. He was the assistant head coach. He was the assistant to the regional manager. Yeah, of Dunder Mifflin. So that was just weird to me. So I didn't understand it with 2010. Also, when he was in Minnesota, he was there as George Payton was there. So there are ties. They do know each other. From there, he goes to CU. He's the OC in 2011, 2012. CU wasn't great. They were horrible. Okay, And that was when he was the OC. I think he was also like a co-head coach there as well. They had a weird thing where the head coach got fired, something like that. Um, from there, he goes back to the NFL. He's Casey's running backs coach. And then 2013 to 2017, Casey, Andy Reid has two OCs get hired in that time period, which is when you see Eric Bieniemy get promoted to OC in 2018. So he has, he's a, a track record for yeah, sure. Yeah, which is, you know, you're seeing experience. This guy's been around it, you know? He's... Yeah. It's just like I said, the journeyman thing. Yeah. How much is he soaking up while he's in these different positions? And, you know, you see the other coordinators from that have been OCs under Andy Reid in this time period where they've had Mahomes and Alex Smith. And, you know, they've been this crazy offense. The OCs are getting hired, which is like, why isn't this OC being hired? Yeah. It's just crazy to me. There's been, you know, three off seasons now where he's been. I think it's more of the plus, yeah. I think it's more. Who, of the who knows what's going issues. on behind behind the scenes? And in 2020, he was offered the CU head coaching job. Okay, and I didn't he know that. he declined it. He didn't want the job. So, okay, 
in his main goals, there was a KC media member on the fan today talking about how his main goal is to be a head coach, and she was saying she has seen growth in enemy from the time he was promoted to the OC in the past couple of years. So makes sense. It's good for him, you know. Whatever it is there, hopefully he's he like you said, he's just grown, he's grown out of it. Yeah. So he is also a guy like he does call plays. So you see him does he though? He called the whole Chiefs game against the Broncos on Saturday. Okay. So Andy Reid gave that to him. You also see Was him, it just that game, or does he call all he, plays? He calls sequences of plays and stuff. They say Andy Reid will give him a quarter. Okay. You know, he'll give him. And they said he does, Andy Reid's done that with all of his coordinators, which Doug Peterson was a coordinator, too, for the Chiefs before he got his hire, Um, which I just don't understand. Like, Andy Reid, you look at Andy Reid's coaching tree, and it is successful. So why has that's yeah, just my it, only thing is why is, hasn't this yeah, guy got the job? What's the red flag truly? So I would say if I did have a two, he would be on the the lower end of my list for sure. Okay, and then your next is Dan Quinn. Yeah, Dan Quinn. So before before you go into this, I have three guys that I don't want us to hire, and he's he's one of them. Yeah, Dan Quinn, Gerard Mayo, and Jonathan Gannon. May I ask? Oh, four, sorry, and then Aaron Glenn. May I ask why? I don't want to say I don't know. <laughs> There's like an intuition feeling there, first of all. Yeah. Second of all, the Super Bowl. And, I mean, how successful was Atlanta's offense, really, when he was there? But I'm sure you can break that down. I so I, don't, I didn't do yards because... No, no, I'm just, just saying his resume and stuff. I mean, it just makes me sound uneducated. But it's just an intuition thing. I don't know. It's it's kind of like when I said, you look at VJ, you look at Vic. Is it the age? No, it's not the age. Or is it's it mainly the, the... I mean, there's a little bit of a factor, but it's it's like I said when we hired Vic, Shermer, and, you know, Vance and everybody. It was kind of like... Do you really want this guy? Exactly. Is it the retread factor and the way he was a head coach before and then how it ended in Atlanta, I think maybe? that that's what scares me, but I'm open to second chances, and I mean... I mean, it's obviously worked for the Broncos before with John Fox, Mike Shanahan, right? So Kubiak. it's so it's like, you know, you can do you can go the retread route, but it's also, I think it's, with the retread. I want something new. I just want to be completely new. It's like your New Year's res- resolution that you said for the Broncos: New Year, New You. I want something new, and I just want to, you know. And I think more probably he's defensive minded as well. Yeah, I'm I'm just tired of pulling teeth. No, yeah, is all it is. Which, if you can, I would say go watch a couple of clips of this guy, from like the Hard Knocks, and just see he is pretty ener- energetic. Mm-hmm. He is an old. He is on the older end, but he is an energetic guy. You know, the biggest thing what we said about Vic is we could keep him to be a DC. You know. Yeah. And, well, I think if we lose Vic and we gain Quinn. Yeah, it's an upgrade for you sure. Know, for sure. Yeah. Um, so go ahead and... I didn't go as depth into Dan Quinn's, you know, as, background. His resume, deep. or as deep. As deep. As, back, as, deep, <laughs> as depth. As depth, whatever. However you want to say it. Yeah. You know. Everybody knows Dan Quinn. He was the, you know, he was the head coach. 28-3. to I mean, you're up, and you find a way to lose the Super Bowl. You also went up against Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Yeah, who... So. Came but out and played were, one of the best halves of a Super Bowl you could ever watch. You were also up 28-3. I said in the episode we recorded earlier, like the Nuggets, bad teams don't blow 25-point leads. I don't think NFL te- good NFL teams blow 22-point leads yeah. unless you're the Chargers, which we've done to a couple times. <laughs> what so. I also noticed, you know, or not necessarily noticed, but he is he does have a Super Bowl ring under his belt. Mm-hmm. And Bronco fans should remember that, that loss. Because he stopped that high-powered offense that everybody wants back here. Super Bowl Forty Eight. Yeah, and he shut it down. He also had the Legion of Boom. But when you compare his Legion of Boom defense to the defense he's running right now in Dallas, Dallas completely different. Yeah. You know, you don't. Yeah, you don't have those guys, and that could be why. But the way he's utilizing, a, say, a Micah Parsons, 
He's allowing... He's adapting in the right ways. Exactly. I mean, we all know Michael Parsons was a middle linebacker, but they had their top edge rusher go out, so they moved him, and he had success there. And you go watch clips, and he played him middle linebacker, outside linebacker, nickel corner. He's played... Edge rusher. Edge rusher, and he's even played, like, on the nose in a weird, like... He's been up in, like, a a two-point stance, and he just... As a tackle. Yeah, so... Okay. This guy is quite the coach. Um, you want an offensive mind guy, but this guy's already been a head coach, so he knows he has to run the whole thing. Which is good. He's been on both ends, like I said, in the Super Bowl. He's one and lost. One and lost now. He also picks some pretty successful OCs. He had LaFleur and Kyle Shanahan both as his OCs. Both are head coaches. Both are successful. Both are successful. Yeah. You know, we could say... Both are in the playoffs. He has a good eye pick. Yeah, so, so, so it's his good. Eye, his eye test is good. Yeah, and under those guys, like it shows he could find a guy, which we could all say Matt Ryan had his best years under yep. when you know Dan Quinn was there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing to not like about this guy, if you're asking. I mean, he has eye energy. The defensive mind is there. He picks an OC, and he's ran a team before. Like It's all there. Cool. Definitely why he's up there on my list. Do you want to touch on Doug Peterson a little bit or kind of just... Oh, I could touch on him, yeah, because he was by far the coach that... The, the coach that you had, like, with Callahan where he just, you know, blew your... Socks off. Yeah, and you were just like, whoa, like, this guy knows it. Yeah. You know? Doug Peterson, when I talked to... When I... Not talked to him, but when I went in and <laughs> God, did... Damn, my, you, you talked to the motherfucker? When I What'd went in and... Uh, <laughs> but let me let me cut you off real quick. Doug Peterson's fire was a really rough fire, and a lot of people didn't agree with it. Yeah, and like he should have stayed. I in did. Field. I did a dig a little deep into that, and it was more because he chose to sit Carson Wentz, and the owner took it as he was intentionally tanking, which they were what four and ten going into that game, four and eleven. Yeah, yeah, they're going. They're four and eleven, so he decided I'm going to start Jalen Hurts. I think they ended up losing, winning. I don't think it matters because he. Had, the owner had his mind set up that it, mind made up that they were gonna fire this guy. Yeah. And man, you I don't know where to start. <laughs> not necessarily know where to start, but I think they made a really bad decision in firing him. And I think the reason he wasn't hired by another team was he decided to take a year off per se, so So the Eagles made a bad mistake. Yeah, they made a bad mistake where Man, this guy won you a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. With a backup quarterback. And he was only there his second year. With a backup quarterback. Yeah. And his starting quarterback was... On season for an MVP season. Yeah. He was, an, MV- he was an MVP candidate at the time of tearing his ACL. Probably the front runner. No, yeah. So... Yeah, it was there. And I went and I looked at his, his history. He was a f- former NFL quarterback retires he goes and becomes a high school head coach which I was like okay you see Philip Rivers doing that now it's not uncommon for NFL players to go and become coaches in high Adam, school Adam Gase is a is a high school head coach shout out to that boy <laughs> <laughs> and then you see then he goes and he's the quarterbacks coach for Andy Reid 2011 2012 and then he's the OC in Kansas City 2013 to 2015. Then he gets promoted. You know, he gets the head coaching job in Philly 2016 to 2020. So he's under the Andy Reid coaching tree. He goes and wins the Super Bowl with Nick Foles in his second year. And then there were two videos that I watched on this guy. And they're on YouTube. You go watch them. One's an eight-minute clip of him explaining the RPO that he set up with Carson Wentz and the way he taught it to him, which, man, it's some good stuff. He's educated. He's very educated. And then he goes, they have a rough, kind of a rough year, that first year, you know, of him being there. Yeah. It's not as... Great as they want, not as bad. But then that second year, one thing he did that I've never 
heard of another coach doing is he had like a leader. It's called like a. Let me see if I wrote it down because I'm pretty sure I did. He established a leadership council on the team, and it was of players. You know, that almost he, like captains, but not captain. It's a count. It's literally a. It's literally yeah. a council. Yeah. So yeah. we used to have one in college when I played college baseball. And he. It's not like they were just a council because any coach could promote a captain or a council and be like, yeah, user that. But you listen to the team, and then I just do what I want anyways, no matter what. On that Super Bowl run, there was a game where they threw the ball an absurd amount of time. And if you go, the second video that I watched was a, it's a 29-minute video, and it's of their it recaps their Super Bowl season, but the title is like the Philly Special like just going in depth behind the Philly special and he this the leadership council came to him and they were we need to run the ball more we need you know we're throwing the ball too much let's run the ball that's what's going to win us games what happens the very next game they run the ball the most they did that whole season they win the game he listened to his players it shows if you go, you know, the last, you go into the Super Bowl and the Philly special call, Nick Foles comes to the sideline and says, let's run Philly Philly. And he's like, you know what, let's do it. He's a player's coach. Yeah. Which well, is huge. The energy's there. The experience is there. This man won a Super Bowl. Yeah, if he tanked, he tanked. People were calling for the Broncos to tank two years ago for Trevor. And Tua. And Last year, you know, they – some people were saying, oh, the season's already lost after the four game. Throw Drew Locke in anyways. You're going to lose? Lose. Well, that to me, that's considered tanking too. So I have no problem if he did tank or whatnot. But the man won a Super Bowl. It's a great offensive mind. The players love him. So he's going to be able to lead. We predicted that one wrong. Yeah, we did. Hmm. Arizona's up three to two on the Avs. They just scored. <laughs> kind of just brought down the, the vibe, but mm-hmm. Jesus. But yeah, like if you if you have time to go watch those two videos, you would recommend it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's highly recommended, and it really what also like when I did hear that he wasn't on the the list, it made me think like. I think it's because George Payton wants to go more of the West Coast style, and he's more RPO, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then hearing that he's already interviewing or interviewed for the Chicago job, Justin Fields already there. I think Justin Fields would fit the RPO pretty damn good, the way he runs it and explains it. Yeah, it makes sense. So I think that would be probably the better fit for him, but this is a head coach that everybody should be thinking about. I've scored 3-3. Three to three. <laughs> That was quick. Yeah. Good list. I like it. Good episode. Mm-hmm. We wrapping it up? If you'd like. I mean, I could go all day. This is... <laughs> this has been something I've been listening to. It's the biggest moment. In a while. It's This one's not like the other head coaching hires. No, and so. the way George Payton's attacking it by having so many... We didn't see that with Elway. No. We didn't see it with LA at all. We didn't even see it with the GM position. I mean, it's a little different, but I mean. Yeah. I think with Alway, we know. Alway knew he was going to hire Vance. When Kubiak left, Kubiak recommended him, and he was like, well, Vance is the guy. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to interview too many. Pretty sure Vance was hired, like, right away, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. So. And then with Vic, I don't remember those going very long either. I don't remember the Broncos being. And talks of these with these top candidates. I don't remember Alway ever coming out and what the hell is going on? France Franco just made an unbelievable save. Oh my god! Wow, bad shot. That's all that. They're was. getting really good looks though. Yeah, they are. Told you about that chart, bro. Getting the looks really that teams looks. get up against get, oh, against us is crazy. But yeah. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Well, I think we ended there. 
just kind of the top ones that we would like to see hired and see where it goes. So hopefully we provide some good insight and a little more depth into the situation and kind of how everything's going to go. It's Friday, January 14th. I would say in the next 30 days we have a new head coach. I think it is said. I think they said between the 22nd and 28th they want to have their decision made. And I, I think it all depends on because right now Dan Quinn is the front runner. Yeah. If you have looked, that is a rumor around the league too. Dan, we didn't, I didn't mention it, but Dan Quinn and George Payton have ties together. Yeah. And Dan, Dan, I think Dan Quinn's kind of the front runner for a lot of teams. When Dan Quinn got the Atlanta job, he wanted George Payton to go with him to Atlanta. He wanted George Payton as his GM in there. Hmm. Interesting. So. Yeah, I, I think if the Cowboys get upset this weekend, I wouldn't be surprised if Tuesday morning we're hearing Broncos already set up the interview. Yeah, and then a little short time after that, they he don't. Gets de- it. Yeah, they don't decide to interview anybody else. It's that guy's job. I almost think you're kind of making a mistake there. I think you need to interview as many people as possible. I understand people get hired quick after interviews, but. The more people you can get, the more chance you have of somebody who maybe not be on your top list blowing you away and winning that job. No, oh, yeah, because like I said with Mike Tomlin getting his job and, you know, Sean McVay, they said he just Blew won away. the interview. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what it was. So if those are it, it's, yeah, you've got to interview as many people as you can, but for sure need to, I wouldn't mind Dan Quinn, though. I already said it. I really think he could be that coach who's already has the experience and I think any of these candidates have the potential to be that coach but I mean potential could kill you sometimes so yeah and Dan Quinn's already showed it that he can get you to the Super Bowl they did have exciting football in you know in Atlanta during those years if that's what you're looking for yeah he has picked successful OC so he has a good eye for it so I yeah if he's the front runner I think it was like plus, it's a plus bet, so. (laughs) Gotta throw that in there. Right. All right, good episode. Good little bonus episode. Mm -hmm. Try to get these two out as quick as I can, so. There's gonna be a lot of editing. Yeah. All right, well, this has been an episode of All Pro Dads. We appreciate you for listening, especially if you made it this far. I'm Damien. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dame underscore APD. My co-host. Tony Villalobos. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at TV3 underscore APD and on Twitter at TV3 underscore 1122. All right. See you all next time.